Mm. What do you call a masturbating cow? Uh, beef stroking off. <laughs> <laughs> Coming fast at your bitch ass. My name is Darian. I am back for another week of horror, nonsense, bullshit, and a complete and utter time suck of your energy and strength and uh, attention, I hope. I hope I'm getting your attention. Uh, My main man, Jason Harrell, is here. Hey, y'all. He made it. I did. Southern accent and all. Look at him. He's he's even tuned it up a little bit this week, I feel like. Well, you told me my mic was sucking, so... Well, I wasn't talking... Not a, as opposed I, to sucking a mic. I was going to say, I was talking about your friend, Mike. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up with you, man? Oh, enjoying the life of a retiree. Retiree! That pretty much consists of sitting around, getting fat, and doing nothing. So, you got to be careful, bro. Yeah? I noticed that a lot of old guys of your age... I was going to say old guys. Which is merely a few years older than you. Still, still older, being the, the operative term. Sort of, they they live a full life. They mm-hmm. work a good job. Yep. They retire, dead within a year. Well, luckily for me, I worked a bad job. So okay, so that so, okay, I should have something coming. We got to get you. We got to get you a hobby besides coming over here. I got hobbies. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Chronic masturbation. Ooh, well, I mean that's cardio. So it that's is good for you. Yeah, this one arm's getting huge. You got a huge arm right there. That wrist is. And the ridiculous. things I'm doing with my feet are just amazing. Wow. <laughs> I think I want to see that. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> we also got Buddy. Hey. What's up, Buddy, Buddy? Oh, man. Oh, I had last week off for that hot August night, so it was a lot of fun. Right? Yeah. Did you, go, did you get down there and check out the cars and yep. all that? Very oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was it hot? Oh, yeah. Of was it August? Yes. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was. Did you go at night? Because if, if you Both. didn't do he's, all three of those He's ticking all the boxes. <laughs> then you're, you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Favorite part's watching the cruise at night down in Victoria Avenue, you know. Yeah, right on. Um, n- didn't see the car that I liked, but... I mean, there's a lot of... Were you looking for, like, a dream car down there? Yep. What is it? Uh, 33 Ford Coupe. Mm, okay. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. I saw the 32s and That's 34s. right around the ZZ Top era, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Right on, man. You didn't... None of those? Nope. 32 and 34. That was the closest I could get. Well, <laughs> right shit. It. You bracketed it. <laughs> yeah. You just couldn't zero in on the target, <laughs> right? man. Did you go yeah. to GSR or any of those places? Yeah, I went to GSR, Pepper Mill, Atlantis, uh, Nugget. I, I went through them all. You go downtown or no? Mm-hmm. And you still couldn't find one? Nope. Well, fucking fuck. Yeah. The beautiful thing about living out here where we're at, yeah. oblivious to the fact we, that all that chaos was going on. We get to dodge. Right. No, no traffic. None. Yep, nothing. Yeah. Uh, I went yeah, to, freeway was great. Was it? Yeah, yeah. no. I went to, uh, I took the kids to Wild Island on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Not that bad. 
right? Not that bad. We got on all the slides. We uh, the lines weren't too bad. We did okay. Mm-hmm. Hot as balls out there. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But uh, still had a pretty good time. I got a good. I get you get in the wave pool, or as I like to call it, kid piss. <laughs> and that's I got a good sheet of kid piss on. Me. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to pay a lot of money in Thailand for that. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Keep your mouth closed when you're in there. Oh, you don't want that, buddy. <laughs> no. You don't want it. Uh-uh. You're looking at dysentery in a, in a wave pool form. <laughs> That's how you get pink eye. <laughs> Probably. That's how you get pink eye. Right, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you maniacs. we got a regular horror show to get into here, dudes. Got a horror news, listener mail, all kinds of fun stuff going on. Are you guys prepared for some horror news? You bet you bet. Horror news. Jabo, what do you got? Well, in local news, that'll keep your wallet screaming. Uh, the uh, Spirit Halloween has opened up in Reno. Wow. It's already open? Yes. Oh, fuck me. Sarah Damn. was just over there. So okay. She brought that breaking news to you. All right. Uh, Sparks location opens next week, supposedly. Okay. Wow. I know where I'm going on my lunch break tomorrow. <laughs> Damn. Uh, a movie I've been dying to see at the theater that it had a theatrical release date, uh, Cobweb. But for whatever reason, very limited showing, like uh, Hollywood and areas like that. Mm-hmm. Very limited release. Real cities. But it is going to get a Blu-ray release September 13th. Very cool. So I've already mm-hmm. pre-ordered it. All right. Saddest news, William Friedkin has died. Yes, he has. Director yep. of The Exorcist. And mm-hmm. The French Connection. And The French Connection, which has been uh, edited for um, racial slurs. Oh, All wow. of the digital streaming. Um, they edited out, of all movies and all sentences, like, they just edited out this, I think it's six total seconds of video. Really? They edited out from the French Connection. Oh, wow. So, there's your French Connection news. Okay. Uh, this is kind of news, um, but I'm more curious to see if you guys even knew this was a thing. Hmm. So, uh, Kino Lorber just released a 4K release of Needful Things. Okay. It comes with something I didn't even know existed, a three-hour ver- television version. Ver- virgin. 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 Ooh. <laughs> comes with a virgin. Yeah, three hours. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, yeah, I never knew that there was a much, it's like 75, 70 or 75 minutes longer for the uh, television huh. version. Okay. So I was not aware. Well, there you go. Okay. It's, um, a hundred and ninety-one minute cut. Holy shit! Uh, okay. Uh, it at some point had gotten leaked out to the internet, so you could probably find it for free. But if you pick it up in this uh, Kino Lorber release, it comes with that three-hour version. I might have to grab that one. I'm going to. Okay. Because I've actually always in, I always liked the movie. Sure. And um, I'll take another hour plus. Why not? I- I always felt like needful thing. Did you ever? Well, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> absolutely not. No, you did not. Absolutely not. Uh, I always felt like needful things was Stephen King's attempt at comedy, hmm. and the book is actually very funny because, oh. like, uh, well, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but like the rival church groups and the big gang fight in the middle of the town. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous, but well, it's I can, I could see how that kind of translated to the movie. Sure. And uh, really, anything with Max von Sydow, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm probably just going to jump on. Sure. Except for Judge Dredd. That movie sucked a bag of dicks. Oh, yeah. I the Sylvester that. Stallone, Judge yes. Dredd. The new one's pretty well. Dredd's great. Dredd, yeah, with uh, Carl Urban. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast right well, there. Well, that's fellas. all I got, buddy. All right, you know that movie "Talk to Me." I do. Yeah. So um, it was started as a production budget of four point five million, which they made back in the first day. Okay. Nice. Uh, racked up a twenty six million worldwide. Alrighty. So because of that, they're making a part two. I heard. Yeah, I saw yes. A twenty four teased that. Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if I want to get A twenty four again. <laughs> I'm telling you, this one is very light on the A24. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. still got some bleeding from the last yeah. A24, and I think I need to get that looked at. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. What do you got? So you saw Talk to Me. Yep. Happy or not? Yeah, we liked it. Okay. We liked it a lot. I've got some more Talk to Me news. Okay. Talk to Me prequel mm-hmm. is just wrapped filming. Interesting. Now, wow. that's a movie they could absolutely do a prequel to so from what i i haven't seen it yet but mm-hmm. from what i understand there's an opening sequence that is it's an it's it's noteworthy yeah it's based on that cool so that's already no done. that's actually awesome that's already in the can a lot of i mean a lot of times it's kind of tough to squeeze in a prequel but that this absolutely uh you could pull off a, a prequel okay 100 wow. percent. okay Hopefully, we'll get that pretty soon. Hmm. Uh, have you guys ever seen a movie? I know you have. Don't fucking lie to me. Called Clue. Yes. Oh, of course. No. No? Yeah, I'm just kidding. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. A uh, Clue documentary is presently streaming on Screenbox. Oh, nice. Yes. Well, it'll never be seen. It then. will never be seen by me, <laughs> no. unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe if it gets like a, I, I, if it came out like on a DVD or a Blu-ray, I might pick it up. I love that movie, man. Oh, yeah, it's I've great. seen the shit out of that movie. It's mm-hmm. like my top five when I was a kid. I'm surprised uh, I haven't remade that one. Well, there was at one point talks, oh. and I believe we were going to have uh, uh, The Rock no. involved. Oh, no. Because he has to be involved in everything. Probably Jack Black, too. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I would, I would the Rock is Professor Plum, I assume? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Butler. Yeah, probably Wadsworth, but I can't say for sure. Rocksworth. <laughs> Colonel, Rocksworth. Colonel Dijon Mustard. <laughs> now you shut your goddamn mouth. Um, and I'm into it. So you guys have seen it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... Did which, you which get? Ending? Yeah, I was gonna say. Did you see the one with, where it has all three endings, mm-hmm. and you just kind of yeah? It's like during. Like? It's like I can't remember if it was before the credits or after. Like they had the movie, and then right afterwards they show like all three different clips. So yeah, but it would say like okay, so in the first one I think Mr. Green did it, and then it says okay that might have happened, but what about this? Right, mm-hmm. and then it rolls into like Professor Plum, mm-hmm. and in, in the end it's like the one that you, they kind of went with was the one where everybody there killed somebody else mm-hmm. because. You know, uh, Yvette died, and then Mr. Body died, and then the uh, singing telegram guy died. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of dead bodies around. And the cop shows up, and he gets killed. Anyway, enough about that. Um, <laughs> dead by Daylight, my friends. Yes. Are you ready? Are you ready for uh, you another? Know, you know we are. Are you ready for another uh, downloadable <laughs> content oh, situation? Oh, who is it this time? Man, this is as good as Funko News. I Almost. know, right? <laughs> it's time for a Dead by Daylight Minutes, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, the Xenomorph is wow. the next killer. Oh, and I thought it was already in there. No. no okay, he, nice. The Xenomorph was in uh, Mortal Kombat 10. Oh, okay. Along with the Predator, Leatherface, and uh, Jason Voorhees. Okay. Uh, new killer, Xenomorph, new survivor, Ripley. Oh, very nice. I like mm. to think there's going to be a Nostromo map pack. That would be pretty dope. That would be pretty cool. Or an LV-426, but that's really I just a I wish the survi- survivor could be the cat. 
Well, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. What was the cat's name? I can't remember. It wasn't Newt. Newt no, was Newt a was a girl. girl. God damn it. It's kind of driving me nuts. I, I it'll remember. come to me at like 2.30 in the but morning. I know PlayStation had that uh, game called um, Stray. Where you're, yes. it's like a cyberpunk cat. Yeah, you're just a cat. Adventure. Yeah, trying to find. They could easily pull it off. Sure. In Dead by Tales. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to start those generators. But. Um, you know what? Just find some vittles. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Uh, Sleepaway Camp soundtrack is getting a vinyl release. For Jones. Us. Jones was yeah, the name. Yeah, jo- Jones, also called Jonesy. Okay, uh, uh, Jonesy sounds yep. right. Yeah. yeah. That's right still kind of disappointing. <laughs> I know. I, I like Mr. Mittens oh, or nice. something like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know uh, Mr. Bone Jangles or something. I don't know. Uh, Jones, that's kind of lame. Uh, what else we got here? It looks like Sleepaway Camp is getting a soundtrack vinyl release mm-hmm. for its 40th anniversary. Are you about to get into the vinyl world? No, I'm not doing it, man. I've, re- I've decided, I'm drawing a line in the sand. I'm not buying any fucking records. I tell you what I do appreciate. So, uh, Trick or Treat Studios is releasing lots of horror soundtracks on cassettes hmm you know being an old school media guy i really dig that do you have a cassette player oh yeah you do yeah okay copious amounts of cassette players i do i do miss the the plastic um yeah the little little shell yeah the little whatever with the insert yeah you pop Mm -hmm. it out put a walkman what do you call that it's not a clamshell the case the little just cassette case you know and then you popped it open the first time, it had that and, smell to it. And then you'd break it within a day. And you got to get a number two pencil and try to fix it. <laughs> that fucks it all up. Gosh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I like the cassettes more than the um, the vinyls. I'm into that. Although mm. the vinyls do have a lot more frameable artwork. They do. And the mm-hmm. artwork is what it is. But like the cassettes, man, <coughs> uh, like the, the stackable, the stackable, remember the cases that you'd get oh, for yeah. the cassettes? Mm-hmm. Those are pretty dope. Um, and they don't take up the space, the square footage that a vinyl disc would. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you like if you want to be a vinyl collector, your your floor to ceiling shelves, yeah. all the way around the you room. You got to put them on the wall. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> you know you can't. It's it's like uh, recycled records. You go. And I know you guys don't, but if you did go in there and look for, you got to go through one at a time. Uh-huh. What is this? What is this? What is this? Yep. You're looking for cassettes. You just scroll down. Yep. You're ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough about that. That's all I got on the horror news, you fuckers. Let's do some listener mail, shall Let's we? Let's do. Listener mail. Yes, sir, or ma'am, whatever you identify as. We've got some uh, emails, voicemails, all kinds of fun stuff going on. Let's start things off down in Southern California. Here comes Tony. Subject line, Darian is a turd. (laughs) As usual. Always with the As usual. Uh, This could be from five weeks ago, three weeks ago, I don't know. Thanks for telling it how it is, Tony. Okay, Tony, we get it. (laughs) We get it, buddy. Uh, greetings, padded room. I wrote an email last week, but as I was finishing it, the power went out at work. By the oh, time no. We, yeah. By the time I got home, I didn't care anymore to finish it. That I get that. And uh, how much did you get paid for that email there, Tony, since you're at work? Uh, for Tom Hardy, he was talking about songs Rob Zombie should cover. I put together a playlist of songs that he has 
release between White Zombie and being solo. Personally, I am torn between the Commodore's Brick House and Grand Funk Railroad's American Band. Hmm. Um, I think I go with American Band on that one. I mean, they're, they're, they're both 70s funk yeah. kind of a thing. You've got to really be in the mood for that sort of thing. Last week, Meat Hook was favorite weapons. <laughs> uh, number three, the Dodge Charger from Death Proof. Mm. That was a good one. Such mm. a good one. Stuntman Mike was a cock, but his car was cool. Number two, the Boomstick from Evil Dead. Not that pussy little 20-gauge from the first movie where we were talking about the 12-gauge sawed-off shotgun Ash uses. Yeah, the chainsaw is probably more popular, but the boomstick is way better. Number one, bear traps. The reverse bear trap is cool, but really complex. Just need a simple, rusty bear trap to really fuck up somebody's day. You can throw it like uh, like the Bruckner's bear trap in Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or just place it with some burning poop, like in Tales from Halloween. <laughs> well said. Well done there, Tony. Uh, honorable mention goes to the Predator's net gun and that girl's vagina and teeth. I mean, I guess you could use <laughs> that, that. Is, that is kind of a weapon, a weapon, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this week's true crime, I really struggled to come up with three movies that were based on true crime that weren't about serial killers. Number three, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. The remake. Never saw the original. Where they are watching the original that was based on a true event. The remake is far superior than the original. I have to agree. I will never get past that ridiculous fucking trombone thing. That is the dumbest shit I ever saw. I thought that was like the best part out of the movie. It's because it's a pretty boring movie. Really? Well, it's a pretty boring, like the original, especially. That's what I'm talking about. It's the trombone in the original. Yeah, it's it's a pretty boring movie. The, The dumbest shit about that is the way he's actually trying to blow into the trombone through the the sack face mask. As he's stabbing the kid with a trombone slide. I wasn't studying, like, the proper use of trombone. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not a tromboner. You're more of a meat whistle guy. That's I get me. it. <laughs> if you had, like, a skin violin, I'll play the fuck <laughs> I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. Uh, based on a true event, uh, number two, Monster. Not a horror movie, more of a crime drama. Uh, but that is about as close as we get. Or we are going to get. Number one, From Dust Till Dawn. Totally, 100% based on true events. It's got to be. I heard that. I heard that it was actually based on true events. Uh, for educating you, sir, our excision. Uh, it's true. And God damn it, what a fucked up person that main girl is. Tracy Lords does a decent job of being an annoying bitch mom. For this week's movie, The Jacket isn't a horror movie, and it really isn't that good. It's really slow, there isn't any tension or excitement in the movie. I felt like a watered-down version of Jacob's Ladder. Terradome, last week you talked about the witch from Hagazusa. Uh, you almost sold me until I watched the movie this week. Man, that ain't no witch. She is just the town weirdo. She finally gets fucked up with enough... She finally gets fucked with enough until she pisses in the town stream. Annie Wilkes will break that skinny bitch in half, give Annie the win. The end of Hagazusa is really fucked up. Have you guys seen Hagazusa? Mm. Oh, the ending. All, all I can say is, is, is she eating what I think she's eating? Yes, she is eating. Turd, turd sandwich. That's more acceptable than what she's actually okay. eating. So there's that for you. 
Hmm. Uh, besides Hagazusa and Excision, I also watched the entire first season of Twisted Metal. I did too! Nice. I would say that up to the last episode, it didn't feel like the Twisted Metal games. There are elements of the franchise. If you played the games enough, then you will recognize cars and names. But there was no real car combat. The last episode gives us some car combat. And that last scene sets up Season 2 nicely. I'm excited for Season 2. Just hope they make one. Oh no, a mountain lion. Tony. (laughs) Watch out for those mountain lions, Tone. Shit. Right on, dudes. Um, I'll get more into Twisted Metal when we get to... um, What are you you looking looking at? at? Exactly right, man. It's uh, it's not that bad. But I'll digress. Uh, Tony came in again. Subject line, Darien is a turd, too. Whoa. Oh, oh, uh uh-oh. Turd two or turd number two. Uh I hope we've got some kind of photo in it. Oh, we do. And I'm not the the only one in this one, sir. (laughs) Are you you a turd sandwich? Uh, No. His buddy present. We are beating up. Oh, my goodness. Beating each other off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's hilarious. Buddy really lost some height. Look (laughs) at that. How did I get shorter than you? I know. Damn. <laughs> I would also like it noted that you're reaching much farther than I am in that one. I'm just yeah. kind of down here and you're like, you, Buddy, you're shorter because you really had to crouch down to reach Oh, okay, yeah. That, that's got to be it. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. How dare you, Tony? Oh, good times. Uh, I think that just became my desktop background. <laughs> Right on, Tone. Thanks for writing in. And thanks for the wonderful uh, Photoshop job. <laughs> yes, on that thank one. you. That's hilarious. Every time. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we got some voicemails to get to here, gentlemen. All right. Tell you what, gentlemen. This one actually came in in the middle of last week's show. Let's run it through anyway. It's our main man in Southern California. Tom Hardy's in the house. Hey. Hey, yo. Yeah, that'd be easier for you if it was a sucking kind of motion instead of an exhale. Listen, I don't need any fucking <laughs> lessons from you, sir. Hey yo, hey yo, room. I know I'm getting in late, but god damn it, I'm not getting uh, I'm not getting kicked out of the educating. Okay, I, think I got you. Head of the family, man. I got too much shit going on. You got it. Hope all is well. Love y'all like family. Bye now. Smooth. All right, love you too, Tom Hardy. You did it, man. Yeah? Say something. Yo. No. Yo, no. Oh, hey. There he goes. Hey, no. That's weird. I don't remember no, cutting yo. it off. Good catch, Shay. Uh, here comes from our main man in Alabama. Alan's in the house. Alan. Padded room. What's up? What's up, Alan? Everybody's doing good. Uh, let's see. Teradome being the bone woman. The bone. Uh,. Meat Hook, true crime horror movies. Number one, I'm going to go with, um, crap, I just thought about it. Okay. I'm going to go with The Girl Next Door. Ooh. Number two, I'm going to go with The Sacrament, is based on sure. Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And number three, I'll go Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm. you know, it's loosely based on his movie. Um, Very true. If y'all haven't watched it, check out Twisted Metal. I friggin' love that show. I've done all 10 episodes. Um, <laughs> I didn't really watch much horror. Um, watch SummerSlam. That was a disappointment. Anyway, talk yeah. to y'all later. Bye. Beautiful. See you. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Yeah. 
Right on. Uh, yeah, he said the Bone Woman. That was that movie we watched previously, but it had a similar name to the chick that's in the Terror Dome this time. Hagazusa? Sure. Albrin. I don't know. Halder. Whatever. Haldra. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Alan, I'm Hell gonna, Hydra. Okay, <laughs> let's do that. Alan, I'm going to put you down for the Bone Woman. Um, I'm actually going to put you down for Auburn because I think that makes more sense than Annie Wilkes, right? Yeah, what, weird... was, what was that that movie we just watched? It was something, The Bone Woman. Oh, it was uh, oh. it was Spanish. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was kind of hot. Uh, <laughs> I forget. It was like uh, Viragosa. Sure. Or some, some, All right. <laughs> some such. Something, something of that nature. Uh, so let's do that. Right on. Thank you very much. Sarah or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something like that. Right on. Your Terror Dome's votes are locked. Uh, gentlemen, do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, or Tony? The thanks, Felder. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for and calling right now. thanks for in. the artwork, Tom. Yes. I love that about you. <laughs> Let's get into a movie, you motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Is all right? Our crime starts what are these? Those are dog tags. In case they get lost. Can I have them? Yeah, you can have them. Jump on in. You ever been to Great Amnesia? It was someone else I don't remember. Jack Starks, I sentence you to be committed to an institution for the criminally insane. I hope the doctors in proper treatment can help you. I don't belong here. Neither of us can do anything about that now. Jacket from 2005. Got 7.1 stars on IMDb. Uh, directed by John Mabry. Written by Tom Bleeker. Stars Adrian Brody, Kira Knightley, and Daniel Craig. 
We have like an ensemble cast here. Bro. Oh, oh yeah, we. Which do. includes uh, Mackenzie Phillips. Oh damn, was she in there? She was. I'm gonna wow. get. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna drop some Mackenzie Phillips knowledge here in a minute. It's gonna Please, blow your fucking mind. Let it minds. have all kinds of rape stories. In <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah. It does have some. Well, pseudo consensual yeah, rape stories. Yeah, very pseudo. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad Jason knows what I'm talking about. Um, this one is. Uh, I got a kill count of. Uh, Kind of two. One and a half. One and a half. Sort of. Kind of a thing on this one. Um, this is part of Buddy's Time Loopy Mindbender Month mm-hmm. here in the padded room. And this one fits nicely into it. Much more, I would say, than The Devil's Pass. Mm-hmm. I would say. And it's a better movie all the way around. Yeah. Anything with Kira Knightley naked oh, in it. But I would say that The Devil's Pass is more of a horror movie than this one. I would agree. I would agree with that. Uh, we start off in Iraq. Iraq, excuse me, Iraq, 1991, during the first Gulf Storm War, Gulf War, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we catch up with a young Adrian Brody, who we'll later come to know as Jack Starks. He is uh, part of a combat op, and he gets out, and he's like, hey, there's a bunch of kids over there, and then one of them shoots him in the head. And then he goes down, and he comes to in, in a... Uh, Field hospital, where he's got severe head trauma, obviously, goes to a VA, ends up basically uh, getting discharged with amnesia, severe schizophrenia, and like a just a cornucopia of different mental disorders brought on by this head trauma. Okay, very cool. From there, he's basically just gets discharged and is walking home in Vermont uh, <laughs> one year later. Vermont! Bit of a Rambo vibe. I'm sure mm-hmm. to start yeah. with, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I was looking forward to him like shooting an explosive tip <laughs> bow and arrow, taking on an entire town sheriff's department. Of course, kicking the shit out of Brian Dennehy <laughs> as he's supposed to. Instead, he uh, finds a truck that went off the road, so he stops to help. There's a little girl and her mom sitting outside the truck. We're going to meet Jean and Jackie. Jean is the mom. I got a DUI vibe. Right here. Did you guys get that? <laughs> at the very least. Yeah? Well, I, yeah? I don't know. I thought maybe head trauma at first, but then, like, she's wearing snakeskin pants, mm-hmm. which is never a good sign. She's like, oh, my head. Oh, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm going to throw up. Blah. And uh, here comes Jack. He's like, hey, what, what happened? And Jackie, who's the little girl, I think she was about eight or nine, she's like, uh, we got a little problem. My mom's car won't start. So Jack gets the car started, and then out of nowhere, Jean pops up, and she's like, Get away from my daughter, you fucker! And starts chasing him around. In the meantime, Jackie uh, sees the sea bag that is being carried, uh, classic Incredible Hulk style. I thought the mom was a sea bag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She she was. Uh, And she's like, hey, what are these? His dog tags are on it. She's like, can I have them? He's like, yeah, whatever, kid. Uh, Gets the car started, gets them back up and on the road. He's like, I guess you're just going to leave me out here in the fucking snow. I guess I'll just keep walking then. Thanks. You're welcome for getting your fucking car started. Yeah. Now I'm going to freeze to death out here, you fuckers. Uh, Keeps walking. Gets, I don't know, another mile or so down the road. I don't know where he was going. 
I assume he knew somebody in that area. Sure. I would hate to think he just said, hey, why not Vermont? Right. Yeah. Because why not Southern California? That seems like a much more, at least there you can get away with board shorts and stuff, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, pretty soon another dude rolls up and he's like, hey, bro, you want to uh, get in? Yeah, sure. So he hops in with this other dude. They get uh, headed down the road. Uh, they get pulled over by some cops. And the bro, the the dude bro was like, "Hey, you ever been to jail?" And he's like, eh, "No, you." He's like, "Oh, no." So he the the guy, the driver, kills the cop. Not Brian Dennehy. Not Brian Dennehy. Random cop. And then uh, gets out and basically <clears throat> plant. Right before the cop dies, he gets one round off and manages to clip Jack and basically put him down. Uh, the dude throws his gun at. Uh, like in the vicinity of Jack, and then thus we're gonna we're, we're gonna be jumping all over the place here, boys. From there we cut to basically Jack being accused of the murder of the police officer, him going to trial. Um, well, we get a lot of like Gulf War flashbacks, a lot of like jump cuts, like to and from like the trial. Uh, he had severe head trauma. Head trauma. He can't be held accountable. Accountable. We get like a uh, commanding officer in there testifying for him we get a bunch of other dudes like uh wool you know he's got violent tendencies and he's a he's a war veteran so basically to make a long story short they find him guilty by reason or not guilty by reason of insanity but the judge sentences him to uh like an interminable stay at a mental institution until Mm -hmm. a time when he's i don't i don't think he was ever getting out Really? Probably not. No. Mm-hmm. So now we cut to this uh, depressing ass mental institution that seems like it's on like the street. It seems like it's right above a coffee shop, right? Yeah, but you just get the lounge around in a robe, and I'm get, down. You get drugs and TV. I'm down. What more do you need? If I can get a PlayStation, sold. <laughs> PlayStation. They could probably work it out, dude. I'll, right? I'll do a PlayStation Three. I'm down with that. You know. PlayStation 2? Probably not. <laughs> Give me a, at least a 3. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about the gist of it. They, they book him into this place. Uh, straight jacket, lots of narcotics. They basically keep him sedated. He's in and out of consciousness. And then one night, he wakes up in the middle of the night, and a bunch of or- <clears throat> excuse me orderlies just jump him, inject him with some shit, and wheel him down to the basement. From there, we're going to meet our Dr. Becker, Played by Chris Christofferson. Yeah. <laughs> Whistler himself. Mr. Whistler. God damn, do I love me some Chris Christofferson. Mm-hmm. I feel like he needs to have a sawed-off shotgun underneath a trench coat at all times. Absolutely. Just because just he's Chris Christofferson. Yeah. Uh, he's like, well, you know what? He's like, I don't belong here. I don't, I didn't, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe it. And he's like, well, we're both here, and now this is what's happening. So they put him in... They they refer to it as a straight jacket, but it's more of like a restraint cocoon because it's like a full body situation with like a weird nose piece, yeah. and it goes all the way around his legs. An open throat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the open throat was about. <laughs> what are you going to do with my throat? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> right. The, the crux of the whole setup is to make the patient feel like they're back in the womb. Okay. You could have. 
throwing some warmth in there. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> a Vaseline. Metal, <laughs> <laughs> Is there not a pussy available in this place? Yeah. You want me back in there? I'll go back in. But uh, basically, they uh, sedate him, put him in this cocoon thing, put him on a metal, uh, like a... Um, I don't know. It's like a drawer, the kind that you would find in like a morgue. Yeah. Uh, and then they lock him in the drawer, and then they leave him there for an in, in distinguished amount of time. Now, in this first sequence, basically all he does is have a bunch of uh, Gulf War flashbacks. Mm-hmm. They pull him out, and they're like, holy shit, he's still awake. Look at that fucking guy. <laughs> okay, great. So now we get like another round of sedatives, and we meet a very interesting character called... Um, Rudy, who's played by Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. A very young, not so puckmarked Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig. Late life acne, apparently. I, I, whatever happened to that dude? I don't know. I like to think that he was shot with like, <laughs> with like a shotgun. Uh, salt round. Something, you know, yeah. just peppered him real nice. <laughs> um, and he's, uh, he's unstable. And uh, I got like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest vibe here for a little bit. <clears throat> somewhat um i would say harmless but just very enthusiastic hey good to meet you i felt like he was trying to sell a car or something like that <laughs> yeah. but uh he's like hey good to meet you hey my name's rudy good to meet you yeah okay door-to-door hey. salesman yeah exactly just high energy and high just manic all the time and um kind of dressed like he was in a bowling league from the 19 <laughs> yeah late early nine mid well mid 1960s oh, yeah. or something like that He's like, okay, well, great, yeah, okay. So that everything's kind of, I mean, as cool as you can get in a mental institution for a little while. From there, we get our next episode, where again, they jump him in the middle of the night, Jack, of course, uh, trank him, take him back down to the metal drawer, uh, inject him with whatever the fuck they do, put him in the cocoon thing, and slide him back in there. Uh, more uh, Gulf War flashbacks, but this time... We're going to jump to a truck stop, I think, or a, like a late night diner in the middle of, uh, I don't know, Vermont. <laughs> some snowy fucking place. I wasn't going to say it, buddy, but thank you very much. And uh, all of a sudden, he's just standing out there and he's got like uh, some, some decent clothes on and he looks like he's doing okay. And he's like, hey, all right, I'm outside of this truck stop diner and uh, here I am. Uh, pretty soon out walks Kira Knightley mm-hmm. and she is a waitress there and she hops into now the motor vehicles here play a pertinent part mm-hmm. I don't know what the part is other than to say that one is good and one is bad at this point she hops in what appears to be a uh, busted up Suzu R- rodeo I think some kind of a mm-hmm. shit shit box SUV uh, she hops in it it's late at night she drives right past Jack Kind of gives him the eye for a second, slams on the brake, throws it reverse, goes back, and she's like, hey, it's Christmas. Where, do you have somewhere to be? And he's like, I, don't, I was in a metal drawer 30 seconds ago. I don't, I don't think so. She's like, look around. It's Christmas, and you're outside of a truck stop. She, okay, I'll get in with you. So he hops in with Very her. Very trusting girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 especially for looking the way she does. But that it kind of sort of makes sense later on down the road. So he hops in with her. They go back to her shit stained apartment. Um, it's a it's a fuck it's a fuck story basically. She is a train wreck. We find out that she her 
mother fell asleep with a cigarette in her mouth and basically uh, burned herself to death and caught the whole house on fire and she was a orphan after that. Um, that telling that story obviously sends her right into a hot bath where she needs to smoke more cigarettes and be naked in the hot bath. Yeah, but that's a pretty good place to smoke your cigarettes based upon her upbringing. I mean, <laughs> yeah. not a fire hazard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Was there any drapes by the... Uh... Yeah. Uh, there's not a toaster anywhere near here, is there? <laughs> yeah. um, so, and, and this is, again, Kira Knightley, and she's naked in the bath, which is pretty hot. And Kira Knightley looks pretty good when she's, like, in this weird burnout mode, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, difference being, so I often hearken back to Domino, which was a shit movie, I thought. But <laughs> Kira Knightley had some hot scenes in it, but she had short hair. Yeah. Here we have, again, Kira Knightley in another burnout, but this time she has long hair. Long hair, Karen Knightley, much much hotter, hotter than short hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, British. I liked her Domino hair. You like Domino hair? Yeah. Ah, maybe maybe it was just Mickey Rourke that they fucked that had movie the off. Cyberpunk kind of vibe to it. Sure, sure. Um, but uh, this time she's like smoking cigarettes in the bathtub while Jack uh, Jack's like trying to like bed down on the couch. Um, she wakes up. He's vanished. He wakes up. He's back in the metal drawer. Before he wakes up. He starts poking, he does what I would do, and that's like snooping around her apartment just to see what I could find. Looking for panties. Looking for panties to sniff, <laughs> maybe a uh, loose debit card or something of that nature, do some <laughs> Amazon shopping. Um, what he finds is his old dog tags. What the shit? So he's like, hey, how did you get my dog tags? And she's like, what? No, those aren't yours. Those are Jack uh, Stark's uh, dog tags. He's like, I am Jack Stark's. And she's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. It's like Jack Starks died in 1993. He's like, it's 1992 right now, you fucker. And she's like, no, it's 2007. Oh, fuck. We just did like a whole time. He did the time warp again, but he didn't put his hand on his hip or do a skip to the right like he's supposed to. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't dip to the left. Come on, man. Keep up with me here. Anyway... He's like, what the fuck? And then he wakes up back in the metal drawer. Uh, they pull him out again. He's like, dude, I just I just went to 1997. Now we're going to catch up with another doctor there. Her name is Dr. McKenzie. And she is played by Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. This is... Um, I don't know how I feel about Jennifer Jason Lee. I feel like I could beat off to her in Single White Female. Before she got the uh, mushroom... Um, yeah, the, the Koopa the Troopa, yeah. the Koopa hair. Troopa yeah. haircut. Yeah. Um, prior to that, I, f- I felt like she was pretty hot because she was like chasing Steven Weber around and sucking his dick and stuff. Uh, there's another movie called Miami Heat where she gets down with uh, Alec Baldwin, quite regular. Fast Times Ridgemount High. Fast Times yeah. Ridgemount High. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. But then we cut to... She was railed out by Damone. (laughs) (laughs) Damone was such a scumbag. Hey, Stacy, how about some tea? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Spot on Damone impersonation. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, So this movie, not so much spankable, I would say. She plays like a turtleneck sweater wearer, if that brings any vibes to you. Uh, she's like, hey man, what, uh, I noticed Dr. Becker's taking you down to the, uh, the old, uh, basement there. What's going on there? He's like, I, 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 don't, I don't even know anymore. 
we get some more um, bag more like one flew over the cuckoo's nest drama with him and the rest of the nutsacks and Daniel Craig. Uh, one segment that I really liked was the organization for the organized bit. Yes, which I would love to be a part of. <laughs> Clearly, I will not be accepted into the organization for the organized. If there was like a organization for the disorganized, trying really hard parents oh. group or a borderline alcoholics group, <laughs> that's me. That's more my. Not spirit. only a member, you're also the president. The president. <laughs> that's right. Effective immediately. Um, that's all well and good. So from there, for some reason, uh, this is all going to make sense in the end. You just got to bear with me. We're going to follow uh, Dr. Kenzie around for a second. She is caring for a friend's son named Babic. Babic is um, unresponsive and has no real motor functions other than to sometimes like uh, high five people and hold hands. Um, just hang out with that for a second. It's going to make sense in a minute. But if you're watching, you'll notice that Babic is the same kid that shot Jack in the head in Iraq. Same actor. I'm oh. sure that makes sense to somebody. Didn't catch it. Or why hmm. it doesn't really kind of connect the dots at hmm. the end, but it's the same dude. I, I guess it could theoretically be yeah, the same kid from be. Iraq because Jack shot him, right? Or somebody shot him. I, th- I don't know. But um, <clears throat> that's interesting. Uh, Dr. Kenzie is trying to, like, she's like the, um, there was an, an American Horror Story analogy that I was going to try to make, but the names have completely. Abort, abort. Abort, just never mind, just never mind. <laughs> Hit the eject button. Uh, she's trying to, like, get to the bottom of what the hell. Uh, Becker's doing in the basement, but nobody's really talking and nobody can really figure it out. And at this point, uh, Jack Starks thinks that he's just as crazy as everybody else because he thinks he's time traveling all of a sudden. All right, that's creepy. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, So from there, he gets, again, sedated, shoved back in the drawer, goes back to 1997. This time, he just, again, happens to pop right back up. Or, yeah, sorry, 2007. He, again, pops up right in front of the uh, gas station or the truck stop diner, walks inside, and, again, we have uh, Kira Knightley. This time she's wearing a name tag because she works there. Wouldn't you know, it's Jackie. Okay, if this is 2007 and that's Jackie and I'm still in the same part of town, that's probably the little girl that I helped uh, a thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a second this is going to get really weird and Maybe pedophilic in a kind of... Yeah, especially uh, at the end. And a little yeah. bit there, maybe, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he spends some quality time with Jackie. She does some research because she remembers Jack Starks and knows that he probably didn't kill the police officer. Okay, great, makes sense. Did some research on the subject. Uh, they sit down and uh, smoke a bunch of cigarettes and have some coffee. And this is where we kind of get the, the wherewithal of what we're doing. So, Jack knows that he dies New Year's Day 1993. Back in 1992, where he's still sleeping in a drawer, where all coked up or whatever, he knows he has about four days to live. And at some point, he's going to vanish from 2007 and go back there when they pull him out of the drawer. So, he's got about four days to figure out how he dies and hopefully somehow can avoid that topic altogether. All right, Righteous, I'm with you so far. From there, uh, they decide to do a little Scooby-Doo work. So 
First place they go is back to the uh, mental institution where Jack was incarcerated. Uh, they talk to Dr. Kenzie, who's now like the chief of staff there. And they're, she's like, oh, my God, you look like, just like Jack Starks. And they're like, yeah, that's, that's uh, my uncle. And so, yeah, how did he die exactly? Head trauma. Okay, how? Uh, nobody remembers suddenly, all of a sudden. So very conspiratorial all of a sudden. Um, they do some more. All, all of a sudden, nobody remembers Dr. Beaker or Becker either. Hmm. So that's a whole other thing. Um, they get to poking around. One of the guards that was repeatedly jumping him is now an inmate there. So that's a whole other thing. Uh, he takes her down after the after they talk to Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, we find out that. Oh God. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, she mentions that he told her how to um, fix Babek. So, okay, how did he figure that out? I don't know. From How did I figure that out? He doesn't know. But, okay, fair enough. And she's like, hey, how did I figure that out, by the way? Or, I mean, how did my uncle figure that out? And she's like, you know, I don't know. He just mentioned uh, electroshock therapy, and that just seemed to fix the problem. He's like, okay, good to know. Uh, from there, they go down to the basement where the morgue is now, or I guess now they're using it as, like, dry storage. But back then, it was the morgue slash sensory deprivation cocoon situation and he's like hey this is where they, they stuck me in that drawer i'm in that drawer right now but back in 1992 and then that's when the guard comes down who's now an inmate and they're like hey remember me you used to stick me in there he's like yeah you this is it. and then he goes like full uh fucking cheswick on him he's like i don't know i don't know who you are and so they pull him apart here comes another nurse that like separates him and then right about the time they get out to the car Boom. Vanishes. Gets pulled out of the drawer again. Okay. Now we're back in 1992. More of the, um, what am I doing here? I don't know. But uh, because we just had that conversation with Dr. Kenzie, we're now going to have the past conversation with Dr. Kenzie where he snaps out of it and he's like, How do you enjoy describing these movies? I am fucking, (laughs) I'm burning calories over here, Jason. Doing pretty well. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Man, have we got Christopher Nolan on the mic tonight? Uh, you fucking well should, and he should be cutting like me a seven, paycheck. You're seven layers deep in Okay, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out of it, and uh, again, there's Dr. Kenzie, Jennifer Jason Lee, and she's like, hey, what the fuck is going on in the basement? And he's like, I don't know. Just go give that. You're, you're, you got a kid on a couch, and he's basically unresponsive. And she's like, how do you know anything about that? Don't ask me. Just give him electroshock therapy. It's going to be like resetting, hitting a reset button on his brain because he's having seizures and he's not really slow or anything like that. He's having seizures. So if you give him the electroshock therapy, it's going to snap him right out of it. She's like, okay, sure. So then again, he kind of he's in and out of consciousness at this point because he's so fucked up and doped up. Again, they hit him with the sedatives, throw him back in the drawer. Uh, This time he goes back to, he just shows up in the back seat of uh, Jackie's car. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, yeah, you're that kid that I helped in uh, 1991 or whatever it was. And I guess that's just a big fucking turn on because they go go back to her place (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they have sexual encounters, buddy. Yeah. 
that's what they do. Now, is that weird? Is that, I don't, I mean. Not really. She's of age of at age, the that, time. Yeah, it's not like he's going back to 91. So, oh, then I know her. what you look like later. <laughs> I'm going to put it in you right now. <laughs> yeah. So I guess not really, but at the same, uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. But anyway, he ends up banging her, and then they continue on their quest to figure out how he dies. So um, they got a little, like, info on dr becker there at the uh the hospital and then i guess she did some googling uh once he vanished the, the, the last time and she's like okay i got him figured out he retired he went to this little town over here and he goes to church every sunday so they go over there they stake out the church they see him walking out and uh jack is like you know i'm gonna go get in his face right now so he's like hey dr becker and you can see there's like a scar where jack hit him that one time uh, he's like, uh, what? Oh, you look just like the ghost of Jack Starks. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Cause I'm his nephew and I'm back to fuck with you. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, what did I say the last time? The very last time you took me out of that drawer. And I guess he gave him three names and he's like, yeah, yeah, you fucker, those three guys. So just, yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets lightheaded and then they put him back in the car and she starts driving off and boom, vanishes again. Wakes up back in 1992. Snaps out of it again. He's like, oh, oh shit. Okay. Uh, now what am I going to do? Uh, right before he vanished, he asked um, Jackie what her address was. So, okay. She's like, okay, well, back in 1992. Okay, I think I remember it. She gives him the address. It's like 2940 Oakdale or whatever. So now we cut back to 1992. Snaps out of it again. Uh, Dr. Kenzie is there, and he's like, look, you tried the electroshock therapy on Bebek? She's like, yes. Did it work? Yes. Okay. Do you think I might be? I might know what I'm talking about now? And she's like, yes. Uh, how can I help? And he's like, I don't know, but I'm going to die in four days from blunt force tread, uh, head trauma. So I would like that not to happen, but I don't know that I can stop it. So there's one thing I would like to do before uh, I die of blunt force head trauma. She's like, okay, what do you want to do? I'd like to go see my preteen girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where is the nearest preschool? <laughs> oh my God. So she's like, okay, I'll help you. Uh, she takes him to the address where he walks in and finds uh, eight-year-old Jackie and her uh, spun monkey mom. And You're going to like me when you get older. Oh, yeah. It's, see, it's weirder when he goes back to see her when she's younger. Like, I, I don't think it's weirder when she's of age. Right. But, like, like he runs his hand across her hair. Yeah, yeah. that was... And I'm yeah. thinking... Is this guy just thinking, yeah, I fucked that. I'm going to, she's going to suck it at some point. <laughs> oh, that is your natural hair. <laughs> you turned out to be one hell of a lot, lizard. <laughs> the carpet will match the drapes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he goes back to her house and he's written this, this very long letter to her mom. And he goes in and he's like, hi, yeah, remember me? I fixed your car. And she's like, oh my God, yeah. You're uh, that one guy. I still got your, your dog tags. And he's like, yeah, I know you do. Uh, he comes in, wakes her mom up from whatever fucking hangover with her snakeskin pants. She comes down. And she's like, what do you want, you fucker? And she starts smoking cigarettes again. He's like, look, uh, just take this letter. You can read it after I leave. Um, 
I don't care. Just uh, I'm going to leave now and try not to fuck up your daughter. And uh, there was like a pet name. It was like Petal or something like that. Petal. Keep calling her Petal. She likes it when you call her that. And she's like, how could you possibly know that? And then he gets back in the car with uh, Dr. Kenzie and they leave. Meanwhile, he's a pedophile. A pedophile. Hey, yo. Very cool. Uh, they drive back to the hospital. Um, while they're driving, uh, Jean, Jackie's mom, reads the letter and she's like, we get like a quick little uh, thing, voice over here. He's like, hey, at some point you're going to get hammered, fall asleep with a cigarette in your mouth. It's going to burn the whole fucking house down. You're going to die. And your daughter's going to grow up to be a train wreck just like you. If you don't want that, then quit being a train wreck. And then that like snaps everything into focus for Jean. She goes out there and does like the forehead nose sniff of the daughter. Which means I'm done fucking up my life. Apparently, <laughs> you see the forehead nose sniff a lot. Where you got to hold it for like 14 seconds, though. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Uh, so that's 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 great. Uh, now we're going to cut back to the hospital where Jack is. He's got there, and uh, Doctor Kenzie's like, "Okay, come on out. We got to put you back in the hospital before anybody notices." He gets out and slips on some fucking ice and bashes his fucking head against the concrete. And that is the most lackluster uh, kill slash ending of a movie. What? I don't know, man. Yeah. When the whole time we're guessing how this blunt, yeah. front force, blunt force Somebody hit him. to the head comes uh, about. You know? No, he's just clumsy. He's just a cluck. <laughs> he's <laughs> just a, a clumsy fuck. <laughs> and, he's uh, a bit of an ice hole. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> A Fargan asshole. Uh, the blood starts coming out, and Kenzie's like, "Oh no, we gotta get to the hospital. You're right here." So he's like, "No, don't, don't stop. You just gotta put me back in the drawer there." So it's like, "Okay, well, shit, don't, what, don't mind CPR. We're right here, don't literally mind putting a rag on that <laughs> at a hospital. No, just uh, wrap him up and stick him in a drawer, even though he's still alive." Uh, they shove him in the drawer. Again, he wakes up in now alternate 2007, where he is again standing outside of the uh, truck stop, this time with blood coming like out of his head. And uh, it's daytime this time, and out walks Kira Knightley slash Jackie. And this time she gets into a VW Beetle. Mm-hmm. And, and she's, she's got hospital scrubs on. Hospital scrubs. She just starts driving off, and she sees him, and she's like, Hey, man. You're fucking bleeding right there, and I'm driving to a hospital. You want to go? And he's like, yeah, why not? Why not? Even sure. in an alternate universe, she's sure. still a little too easy. You know what? I'm, I'm all smiles. Yeah, I'll go with you. So he hops in her VW Beetle, and off they go to the hospital. And halfway down the road, her, self, her Nokia flip phone rings, and it's her mom. And she's like, hi, Mom. Yeah, just going to work. Okay, bye. And they're all happy, and he's just all smiles, and that's pretty much the end of your movie. What you guys think of The Jacket? It was a good movie. Yeah, it was. Good. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I've never seen this one before. These movies fuck with my head so much, man. Yeah? Yeah, anytime I try to like actually analyze these fucking paradoxical time loop, you know, changing the reality of the future... And, like, it just starts messing... I go into meltdown mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. I I'm get like, that. he can't change any of these things, but yet he can change the outcome of the mother-daughter relationship like it just really starts making my head swell yeah why not just change uh get some snow boots get some you know (laughs) hey watch your fucking step yeah 
Mm-hmm. Tell yourself, hey, when you get out of the car, be careful. There it is. Or I'm not going to get you out of this car here. We're going to go up a little further. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> how about some ice melt? Or why did he, why did um, Jennifer Jason Lee even keep that a secret? Like, oh, well, how did he get the blunt force trauma to the head? Nobody remembers. Slipped on the ice. Well, I, to be fair, I think she took him to that chick's house illegally. Like, they weren't supposed to leave the hospital. Mm-hmm. But she did that. So now there's a okay. little bit of a cover up there. Gotcha. I don't know. So maybe she'd been denying that he was outside. The exactly. Whole time. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I thought it was a good show, man. I mm-hmm. like it. Uh, very mind bendy, uh, time loopery kind not, of thing. Not going. too horror. No, yeah. more like uh, paranormal drama, maybe, or something like that. Yeah. What I, Butterfly what, effect with a hint of. Uh, yeah. Less coochie. Kitty porn. <laughs> more coochie. <laughs> yeah. More or less coochie. I don't know. Um,. I dug it. What I really dug was the the part where they catch Chris Christopherson coming out of church, and uh, he's like, "Well, he's like, he's all old and senile now." And he mentions the three names, and he's like, "Yeah, we all haunt you now. We all haunt you." Yeah. So what I'm wondering is if the other dude, I'm assuming those are the three names, are other dudes that he put in the drawer, and maybe now they're all coming back, like as future ghosts. I think it just or whatever. means that. Metaphorically, they haunt him uh, because he knows he is to blame for their death. Sure. You can't stick people in a drawer, dude. I've tried. Yeah. My kids hate it when I do that. Well, you got to cut them up first. <laughs> you know, you got to at least, you know, hey, there's candy in there. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the jacket. Uh, why don't we take us a little break? We'll do some other stuff, yeah? Yep. Yeah.
inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, daddy. Well, dudes, um, if I was ever shoved into a uh, straight jacket cocoon and put into a drawer, I would like to go back to 1994, I think. Hmm. Really, it would just be me getting my ass kicked in high school. Yeah. But it would still be way more rad than today because mm. I would have uh, Sega Genesis. Mm, nice. And cassette tapes. Nice. And... Uh, I wouldn't have to worry about and homework it. and homework that I <laughs> that I never fucking did. Yeah. So <laughs> who gives a shit? Why not 1994, man? That's what I say. Oh, uh, I was two years graduated. Look at you, wow. you old fart. I was, I was uh, in my senior year. I think I was a sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. You damn whippersnappers! I know. <laughs> I graduated '96, so yeah. The upstart over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Young bucks. That's me. You guys ready to get into a uh, meat hook? You bet. Yeah. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Top three war horror movies. Horrors of war, as I put it. Jason, what do you got at number three? Oh, I believe this is the title of it. Uh, the Bunker. Okay. Was that the one um, uh, kind of zombie flick um, set in like a World War II bunker yes. type setting? Yeah. Yes. That's a good show. I yeah, like that good. One. Yeah. Um, this is probably my least, fa- one of my least favorite horror subgenres. Okay, yeah, it really had to scrape for why, to come up with something for this. Why is it your least favorite? I don't know. I think just, just not into I it. I just don't think I dig on the war movies in general. Okay, yeah, fair enough, mm-hmm. buddy. How about number three? Overlord. Ah, okay. I like Overlord as a movie. Mm-hmm. What I don't okay. It's World War Two. Mm-hmm. You're you're fighting quote unquote Germans. You refuse to show a swastika or call them Nazis. Yes, right. How does that make sense to anybody? It's the new it PC does, version of uh, World War Two. Okay, mm-hmm. those angry Europeans and yeah. their fascist <laughs> views on people of a different religious. Beliefs. <laughs> yeah. it, well, it's a good show, but it, at a certain point, that became a bit of a distraction to me. You know what yeah. I mean? You've got Hans Kimmler and Heinrich Glugenstein, <laughs> but we can't make any references to Nazi Germany. No, you can't. No. Come, come on, man. All right, fair enough. Uh, my number three is a movie called Exit Humanity. Have you guys seen this one? No. Civil War. At the end of the Civil War. Zombie Apocalypse. Nice. Pretty good show. We have uh, Bill Mosley as a crazed uh, Confederate general. I can see that. Mm-hmm. He is trying to 
um, rehabilitate the zombies into Confederate soldiers. We have one Union soldier whose uh, unit was decimated, and he's just trying to get back to his wife during all this nonsense. Hey, in hey. this movie, and I hope this was a fucking movie tagline, that this time the South really will rise again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty heavy movie. I don't, I don't yeah. know that they went that cheeky with it, but they fucking well should have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's gold. That's mm-hmm. money in the bank right there. Why not use that one? Uh, it's a pretty good show if you guys haven't seen it. So okay. we're checking out. How about number two, J-Bo? Overlord for me. Okay. Uh, I have the same hang-up about the movie as you, but once I just... Get over Tune that, that fact. Yeah. Sure. It's what? still a pretty it's good a great show. movie. Yeah. Damn, yeah. fun movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. And the the opening of it is just loud and oh, yeah. thunderous. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, Kurt Russell? So Wyatt? Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell. Great, great job. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He's. I don't, I don't know why we haven't seen him pop up in more things, like in the action genre. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe we great. have. Maybe I'm just not paying attention. But Well, here's, yeah. here's hoping to... Uh, an escape from New York's, you know, Seven. reboot. Sure. Uh, with uh, Wyatt Snail Russell. Pliskin. <laughs> 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 right on. Uh, buddy, how about number two, big guy? This one, uh, I don't know if this quite qualifies, but Army of the Dead, because there's, you know, mercenaries that were in it. So. Sure, yeah. Uh, there's a nuke also. I, yeah. was, I was leaning towards that, too. I thought about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought about it. Uh, it's a good show. I love yeah. that one. I don't know if I'd call that a war movie. Yeah, but. but once I started dipping my toe into like mercenaries and just small groups of mercenaries and stuff like that, I'm like, okay, well now I got to bring in Predator, right? Uh, oh, aliens, yeah. yeah. Speaking of small groups of mercenaries, <laughs> <laughs> look at this motherfucker over here. Uh, well, judge uh, me. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 got Nazis in it, and they call them Nazis. Oh, I'm talking about Dead, outposts. Oh, they say like Dead Snow. No, I, I'm I, go- did, I did not see that coming. I'm going with. Uh, Thank you. Get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> uh, I'm going with the first outpost. I think that was the best. I'm not mad at Black Sun or Rise of the Spetsnaz, but I mm-hmm. think uh, the first one was probably the best. I don't know that I call this a war movie because there was no actual conflict taking place during the movie, but involved yeah. undead Nazis, which has to do with World War II. For so sure. I feel like I can kind of shoehorn that in. We'll nicely. allow it. The judges have uh, Stick it. determined we'll allow okay, it. Okay. Um, thank you very much, judges. I appreciate it. It's actually that. a fun movie. It is. I like it a yeah, lot. I like it pretty good. Uh, fucking when, when the Nazis come up, they are not fucking around. And they don't need guns. They will stab the living piss out of you. The best part about that movie is getting it from the dollar store. You got it from the dollar yeah. store? Yeah. Wow. I had to get mine off of Amazon for $17. Oh, jeez. God damn it. Jason, what's number one? Dog soldiers. Mm. Okay, sure. Um, more of a training op situation sure. than an actual war. But they're soldiers. All right. As the name insinuates. <laughs> yes. Uh, my, I've always, I've always pawned, and this, this situation shows up whenever we're dealing with the training of an elite military unit. They give you the dog. You have to kill the dog to prove your loyalty. And then you have to wonder, do they really want me to kill the dog right. to prove my loyalty? Or yeah. do they want me to test. prove my humanity by not killing mm-hmm. the dog? So, what was that? Uh, Damn conundrums. The, the, the Kingsman, same thing. Yep. Gave mm. him a dog, kill it? No? Okay, my, uh, no, all right. Yep. Uh, 
I would probably not. I can't kill a dog, man. I could kill the shit out of a cat. Give me a cat. I'll kill that fucker. Yeah, swing it around by his tail. (laughs) You guys got a cat you want to get rid of? Right here. I'll take care of it for you. Dog, no can do. Right on, buddy. How about number one? The Keep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is a very 80s movie. Mm -hmm. I like it. I just don't like the look of the the monster. Yeah. Or whatever that thing was. Mm -hmm. Um, It basically looked like Uncle Frank on steroids. Um, if he was made by like the Fisher Price Company, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it looked like if you took Uncle Frank and made him completely out of foam rubber and gave him the Incredible Hulk treatment. All right, like a big, <laughs> jacked, skinless dude. Um, but uh, he he looked very much NCA mascot to me. So I don't know. I I, I just. I like the Nazis. I like the Nazi relic situation. I like the good Nazi and the bad. Well, I mean, nobody likes Nazis, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just don't like with, with the big reveal and that big stupid yes. foam thing came out and he's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's kind of silly. That Nailed thing it. is kind of silly looking. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. My number one, a movie that we recently discovered here on the show uh, that I've watched several times since we uh, actually dug deep on it. Below. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, technically an American submarine. And, uh, well, I, I don't want to ruin it for you. Zach Galifianakis, Bruce Greenwood, uh, that guy that's in every other movie. <laughs> I don't know his name. Uh, he was in Creepshow, too. He played a na- Native American. Uh, that guy. Other people in there. Great show. Uh, the ghost ship, the blowing up of the hospital ship. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and then the ghost stuff that happens on the submarine. Mm-hmm. Really like that one. That's like a sleeper hit for me, I think, is yeah. uh, below. Uh, that is your our meat hook there for the weekend, mates. Top three war horror movies. Uh, I would also like to put a honorable mention on a movie called Death Watch. You guys seen that? Doesn't ring a bell. Stars Andy mm-hmm. Serkis. Uh, World War One trench line. Hmm. Haunted. Later on, you find out there's some other shit going on. Things they do with barbed wire in that movie really yeah. jack some people up. Yeah, no <laughs> Sounds good. good then. Wow. No good. I tell you that right now. Uh, we would like to know what your top three war horror movies are. Get us your uh, your meat hooks by next week if you have time. Just go to paddedroompodcast.com. Hit the contact us link. It'll take you right there. Or if you just want to drop a regular email, mail at paddedroompodcast.com. Get you right over to us. We'll read your uh, top three war horror movies on the uh, the air here. In the meantime, it's Terradome time, gentlemen. Yeah. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll be crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes.
Welcome to the Terradome. First, last week's winner. Singles competition closing out the Asylum Conference. We had Albrun, the witch from Hagazusa, versus Annie Wilkes from Misery. The Americans' harassment was relentless. Dead animals on the porch, loud noises in the night, childish at best. It wasn't until the attempted arson that Albrun decided to act. The signs from the forest told her what she needed and what sacrifices were necessary. The vengeance of the trees was swift and deadly. Annie Wilkes was never heard from again. With a vote of 5-2, to two, Albrun advances over Annie Wilkes. Wow. You always got to go with the supernatural element mm-hmm. over just the crazy person. I feel like, yeah, you know, what is she gonna? It's a witch. You're not gonna, you're not gonna uh, harass her over her unfinished novels. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna smash her ankles. She will. I'm not gonna ruin the movie because I know neither one of you guys seen it, have seen it. <laughs> but Albrun sinks to some lows and does some really despicable shit to enact the witchcraft. And completely wrecked the village. I will just leave it at that. <clears throat> Let's get into this week's matchup, shall we? Mm-hmm. We are in now the Inferno Conference, <clears throat> round one, singles competition. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I am not much of a writer. <clears throat> the curse of the chosen was a life of constant unrest, fleeing from one country to another, hopping continents like they were stepping stones in a stream all the while running and hiding from the collectors. This particular chosen took refuge in the dark forests of the Romanian Carpathians. Small villages along the way, excellent places to hide as well as cave encampments. In the years it took the collector to sniff him out, he'd found ruins of an old abandoned convent, a holy place that might offer some protection. While the convent had been heavily damaged during the Second World War, there was a more nefarious reason for its abandonment. Long ago, one of the sisters had made a pact with a demon. The place was cursed ever since, and the dark entity calling itself Valak remained. <clears throat> Singles competition, we have the Collector from Demon Knight versus Valak from the Nun. What do you guys think of this one? Oh boy. I'm taking the Collector because he has a personality. And Valak <laughs> does not. The collector is fun. <laughs> what do you guys think? I'm going collector. Okay. Yeah. Jason? Valak. Okay. Mind you, the collector can raise an army of demons. They all have like hoop earrings and top knot ponytails. But then it's not a one on one battle. I'm just saying that's in his wheelhouse. He can do that. Valak. Okay. Valak it is. That's your Terror Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. It's the Collector from Demon Knight versus Valak from the Nun. Uh, get us your votes uh, by next week if you can, inmates. Mental Health Hotline is, of course, area code 775-387-0275. Or just go to paddedroompodcast.com. There is a myriad of different ways to get a hold of us over there. In the meantime, we must now tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Yeah, buddy. I watched the first season of Twisted Metal. You guys get a chance to check this out yet or no? Mm -mm. No, sir. Uh, Action comedy, I'd call it. 
uh, more comedy than action, but it's a pretty funny show. It's worth watching. You don't have to be a uh, video game twisted metal doofus to get it. But if you are, you'll notice a lot of name dropping little Easter eggs here and there. It's fun. It's a it's a fun time. I would say. Yeah. Uh, it took me all week to get through that. Nice. Because my life is a mess, Jason. <laughs> and that's all I'm looking at. What do you got, big guy? I watched Candy Corn from 2019. Okay. What the? It say sounds about it? familiar. It sounds not as good. It is way better produced than its story is good. Okay. Like it, it's just kind of slow at points. It just doesn't present itself well. But Ugh. but like cinematography, the score. Uh, even some of the acting, you've got, of course, uh, cameos by Tony Todd's in there. Of course. Um, you've got, uh, who's that damn dwarf from, uh, 31? Oh, uh. Is it Sex Ed? Pesca- no, not no, Sex it's, Ed. Uh, Death Ed? No. Pedro something? Yeah, Pedro something. Some he's, he's Spanish. Little anyway, Nazi he's guy. one of the heads. Okay, one yeah, of the heads. Not a Nazi in this. Okay. Um, you've also got, uh, I forget her name. She plays maybe Annie from Halloween. Oh, uh, PJ Souls. Yes. She's in there with like three words. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, she's on screen. It's kind of weird. I mean, they paid her to be there. Sure. Apparently you've got to pay her more to speak. Okay. So. And I'm sure she is prominently <laughs> featured on all the posters. Um, so it's not bad. Um, it just, just didn't have a lot of payoff. Okay. Uh, but I really liked, kind of, of all things, the score. Hmm. It had a very John Carpenter feel to the music, even though it wasn't really synth. Okay. Uh, just kind of the the tone of the music. Sure. Um, it really felt like they took a lot of inspiration from, from Halloween in a way. I would imagine. Especially getting PJ Souls on there. So. I mean. And other than that, the only other thing is uh, watching the current season of... Uh, what we do in the shadows okay mm. so happy so far with it's it good yeah good season so all right far. yeah it's good stuff all right that's it buddy i got to check out my friend Dahmer again has you watched it again yeah i watched it again i like to, it so i'm starting to worry about it a little bit <laughs> yeah. you gotta be honest with you buddy that's a little alarming <laughs> yeah well, and, uh, his friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah and distorted not that great of a movie i was looking at that no you say no it's okay, okay. i mean it's all right. All right. Well, I mean, if you're just giving it an all right, I'll probably yeah. pass. Yeah, I give it like four. A four out yeah. of what? Ten. Oh, yeah. yeah. One hundred and twenty. One hundred and fourteen. Yeah. Good all cast. Right. I was just disappointed. That's what I was thinking. Is that uh, it looks pretty good? But mm-hmm. All right. Right on. That's all we're looking at. How about some immersion therapy, then, amigos? Immersion therapy. Can we get Vincent D'Onofrio a movie where he's not a complete psychopath? <laughs> right. I don't think we can. He's always going to play a sicko. He's great at it, though. He is. Uh, the Cell, uh, Full Metal Full Jacket, metal jacket. Mm. Uh, uh, Daredevil, uh, Strange Days. Um, this one, obviously, Chained. Dude, I mean, he's just an imposing figure, number one. Number yeah. two, uh, he just plays such a fucking psycho. 
But then yeah. he's like, hasn't he been like a cop and on like CSI or something? He for, was a cop in Strange like Days. Decades? Yeah, he was a cop in Strange Days. But still a lunatic. Uh, still a lunatic. <laughs> Killed a rapper and started a Second World War or like a Civil War, I guess. I don't know. It's <laughs> that, a whole last thing. It. Yeah. Uh, here he is again playing another side. This is a hard watch, dude. Yeah. You know? And then it's especially, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but when you find out what really went down with the uh, Mm -hmm. extended family, oh, fuck off, man. He... he, That kid did a great job. Sure, but he was basically a dog for his whole life. Finally gets out and finds out that he was meant to be a dog his whole life. (laughs) Fucking fuck. Mm. Yeah, that's rough, dude. That yeah, is rough. It was pretty good, though. It was. I, mean, I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I, I couldn't believe how into it I was. Yeah, no, I was it's a really good show. surprised, like how much I was looking forward to seeing the payoff. Sure. Yeah. Um, I did call it though. Did I, well, you? I called it except for that extended family bit. Okay. But the whole bit with the the, the girl, the girl, over right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that coming. Okay. Especially with all of his studies. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, reminds me a lot of Black Phone. If um, oh yeah, Black Phone didn't have a black phone. <laughs> if there was like a pur- purple phone that just never rang, non-existent black like, phone. non-existent <laughs> black phone. I think it would be, and that would really suck for the kid. <laughs> so <laughs> that's basically what it boils down to. Good show, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, we're talking about Chained from. Uh, uh, 2012. It was streaming on Tubi. Uh, not a bad show. If you're, yeah. if you don't mind some kid stuff, there is some kid stuff here. Mm-hmm. And I think the worst part about it is the, uh, the mom stuff that happens, kind of in front of the kid. That's that's yeah. in my opinion the worst. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, right on, buddy. What do you got for us this week? All right, this week let's check out 1980s Terror Train. It's about three years after a prank went terribly awry. The six college students responsible are targeted by a mass killer at a New Year's Eve party aboard a moving train. Nice. You'll find this gem on Tubi. Check it out, inmates. We'll do Thanks, the same. Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. again. <laughs> um, so this one was actually sort of loosely remade uh, in 2008, I believe, with Thora Birch. Mm. And it had, I mean, I, it was never overtly stated that this was a remake. But basically it was um, this college wrestling team gets on a train in Eastern Europe. And uh, they get they basically start getting their organs harvested one by one. Oh wow! Uh, Thora Birch, of course, is the only one to survive. But one of the chicks, and one of the most disturbing scenes I've ever seen in a while. Uh, one of the chicks, one of the wrestling athletes, gets her arms and legs broke, and then she just kind of gets carried off the train by some uh, uh, mercenaries, I guess. And there's no illusions as to what they're going to do to her, but you know exactly what they're going to do to her. That was pretty rough. Because she's like screaming and kicking, but her arms and legs are broken, so she can't really fight them off. And they're all like cheering and high-fiving each other as they carry her off the train. That's kind of fucked, man. That's, uh, wow. that's bad news. Damn. All right, check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same and compare notes next week. But now you must educate me.
educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. <clears throat> well, I am a eccentric uh, high school girl. Not <laughs> on the weekends, at least. Only on the weekends. Yeah. Not all that attractive and kind of a snatch, really. Agreed uh, and agreed. Um, but I do have some very ambitious ideas for some of the boys in my class and my kid's sister, uh, who's got a, I think, tuberculosis or something like that. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to fuck somebody on my period. <laughs> And then I'm going to knock out the cunty girl next door and give uh, my sister a, a lung transplant in my shady garage uh, lean-to surgical suite. Who are you? You're Darian Brock. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Look it's just out. another weekend. Look out, Genevieve. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> I am, of course, Excision, inmates. Have you guys seen Excision? I don't believe so. No. It is a wacky Sounds fucking hilarious. movie. Um, it's it's. I would say it's Napoleon Dynamite if it was a horror movie. All right. And with some tits, and a period, and uh, hmm. yep. Bring me my machete. Gosh, gonna <sighs> get this girl's lungs. What are you doing, Kip? Uh, it's interesting. I'll give you that. Hmm. Okay. Who might I be this week? You ask. Well. I am a anthropologist, and a colleague of mine just made a startling discovery down in the Amazon, and I am now part of an expedition to get to the bottom of this. Uh, I got to get on a boat, I got to get on a plane, then I got to get on another boat, then I got to rent a third boat from a shady riverboat captain. From there, we got to go deep down into the Amazon, where there is a certain body of water that we must investigate. God damn if there isn't something in the water that has taken a sudden liking to my girlfriend and is now fucking shit up on my little riverboat. I thought you were going to say fucking her. Well, that was part of the plan. <laughs> Luckily, we were able to thwart that part there, buddy. Take it easy on the fish stuff. <laughs> Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week and I will drop some knowledge on you inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Uh, <clears throat> join us next week for John Dies at the End. Here in Buddy's Weirdo Time Loop Mindfuck Month uh, in the Padded Room. Go to PaddedRoomPodcast.com. Find out anything you need to know about us. Vote on the Terra Dome. Check out the Meat Hook. You can, you can uh, submit yours there also. Uh, contact us. Drop us an email. You can do that right there. We also have a Patreon, pa- Patreon campaign running. Uh, just hit uh, the link there or go to support.paddedroompodcast.com. That's a fucking mouthful. <laughs> It'll take you right there. We got prize tiers and all that stuff. Uh, whatever you need, just go Just go to paddedroompodcast.com. Snoop around. Find all of Tony's pictures of me and Buddy jerking each other All the off. links to the other stuff are right there. It's right there. All Everything you need is right there. All the archive to the old you shows. You can always just say we have a Patreon uh, campaign running. Go to paddedroompodcast.com. It's right there in the fucking menu. You heard the man. You heard him. You heard him. I'm trying to give like a snapshot of all the stuff they can do there, Jason. Uh, in the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Uh, you guys got anything else? No. Nope. Four fish men that want to fuck my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, shady lagoons. Uh, buddy's mind fuck time loop situations that he's in love with all of a sudden. 
giant spiders, um, dead directors of movies that we know and love, mm. and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. I want to know how to survive.